0: Hello, and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 108. Today, we're going to continue the Inspired by the God series, and I'll be talking about braggy But before we get into that, I'll do station news. So if anyone wants to check out my website, feel free to do so. You can find it at www.hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. If you had any email, feel free to send them to Podcast at gmail.com. You can find that um, email on the website. Check out Lor's books on Amazon, Stephen Oaks. He's got a bunch of books there, and they're also in the show notes. Feel free to check out my book, which is called Lightbringer. Uh, There's a link in the show note. Feel free to check out my D&D campaigns. I'm about to make a bunch more of those, so I'll talk about that later. Anyways, at frothner.com, that's probably in the show notes. I think that's all... I think that's all of my um, before-the-show stuff. So, let's jump right into Braggy. Again, this is an Inspired by the Gods series, so when I say that, I mean this is not going to be um, like a comprehensive everything about Bragi. This isn't really even going to be about Braggy at all. It's going to be about things that I think about when I think about Bragi. To make that make any sense though, I do have to go over some of the basics of Bragi, and in case anybody doesn't know, Bragi is the god of poetry. Bragi is a god that I really like. That sounds weird. I like all of the gods, obviously. But some people feel more connected to some gods, and other people feel more connected than other gods. Uh, I have always heard that called patrons. You'll have a patron god, the one that you, like, feel really close to. For me, that usually falls into Odin and Bragi. Um, It doesn't mean the other gods are less important to you. It just means that you happen to connect with some gods more than others. Uh, It's really important to say that it does not mean the other gods are less important. That would be misunderstanding what that means and what I think. All the gods are important in different ways. I happen to really connect with Bragi. Uh, So Bragi is the god of poetry, and he's also a bit a god of um, wisdom. He's known to be wise. He's the god of mead. He's the god of beards. uh, a lot of people who had a really cool beard were called, it was called like a Braggy beard or something. Anyway, he has a beard, so that's in there. Um, he's a the god of poetry, I said that. He's a god of music. So, right off the bat, you'll notice there's actually a lot of overlap with Odin. Braggy's known to be wise, Odin's known to be wise. Bragi's a god of poetry, Odin's a god of poetry. Bragi's a god of mead, Odin's a god of mead. So a lot of the things that I said about Odin will apply here to an extent, but it's a real interesting connection Bragi and Odin have because they're like the god of the same thing for the most part, but a different aspect of it. So when I say that, Bragi is about... Wisdom and Knowledge in Obden is about wisdom and knowledge. But what Bragi does is pass on the stories of our ancestors. You know, he's associated with making sagas and poetry. Poetry is often used, and especially for our ancestors, to write sagas. The sagas were poetic, or the Eddas. You would write these great tales in a poetic way. Bragi is more about that kind of knowledge, knowledge of the past, knowledge of the ancestors, whereas Odin is more of an esoteric or internal knowledge, knowledge of the self, knowledge of magic. So they're both about knowledge, but knowledge of different things, history and ancestors versus magic and the self. They're also both gods of Mead, but why? Odin is very much a god of Mead in the sense, I think, that Mead can be used to put you in altered states and to do rituals and to give bloats to the gods, and connect you to spiritual things. Bragi is the god of mead, but more in the sense of you remember your ancestors, you toast your ancestors, you share a cup of mead or a horn of mead with your friends. Um, It's all about the personal side, I guess. Uh, And then the other one, poetry. Odin, I have always seen a god of poetry in the sense of the cryptic ways in which poetry works the hidden meanings that you can add to poetry the way you can understand yourself through writing poetry and Hide meanings and words and understand language using poetry. Braggy, on the other hand is poetry He's a god of poetry as well But about how you connect to your ancestors how you immortalize your ancestors through poetry how you keep the heroes alive forever by singing their praises through poetry so not so much the hidden meaning introspective poetry you might write, but the celebratory poetry that lets the stories continue. Bragi is all about poetry in the sense that you are continuing the stories rather than you're learning secret knowledge. So I think it's really interesting the way that they um, play off one another because they're both their god's about the quote-unquote same thing, but a very different aspect of the same thing. Um, and you know, it's uh, Odin is seen as after he learned his fate, he never again smiled. Odin is a much more serious, isn't the right word, maybe somber God. He is worrying about very big things and, you know, really considering and debating these kind of big philosophical things where braggy is much more the one who tells stories for the fun of telling stories tells stories because he likes telling stories and ultimately is a celebratory god in a lot of ways like he likes celebrations um so they're very different they're they're similar in so many ways but also different in so many ways. And I think that a lot of people are like this too. And again, it's it's not completely black and white. It's not like Odin doesn't care about the ancestors and Bragi doesn't care about esoteric knowledge, because that's not true. It's just that Bragi focuses on the remembering of the ancestors and the celebration more. And Odin focuses on like the esoteric side of things more. So again, I don't want to get into this idea that one god, that a god is an embodiment of a thing any more than somebody who is passionate about a thing is an embodiment of that thing. The gods are ultimately individuals. So we can't put them in these neat little categories where this completely explains the god and this is the only thing that god cares about. It's not it's not quite that simple, but there are some things that are more important and less important to the God that we're talking about. So anyway, uh, getting into Bragi. Uh, so that's the, the basic overview of Braggy. So getting into some of the things that I think about Braggy or Braggy makes me think about. You know, a big one lately, and this is probably because I'm an old person now, uh, Braggy like Remembers the lore and makes like immortalizes the lore and carries on the stories of the ancestors. So a little bit the stories of the gods, um, but really the big focus of Braggy, in my mind at least is carrying on the stories of your your actual family, your ancestors, and you know we probably have a person. Most of us have a person in our family who's sort of inspired by Braggy, um, somebody who tells stories of their family all the time and likes telling stories of their family. And then we remember things about our great-grandparents that maybe, even though we didn't see them, we still remember things about them and we still feel connected to them. That's something that I think is super important and it's so easy to forget because, you know, you're living your life. You're concerned with your life. When your kids ask for stories, more often than not, you give them stories of your life or your kids don't really ask for stories. Nobody sits down and goes, okay, tell me a story. They'll ask you to read a book, but they don't say, tell me a story about the past. You're going to have to volunteer that information, be like, hey, kiddo, listen to this crazy story. I feel like a lot of times that's something, when I do that anyway, I don't know if other people are like this, I just assume they are, it could be wrong. When I do that, it will either be something like, not about family at all, in the sense like, I'm going to tell you this scientific oddity, which I find interesting, or this moral quandary, which I find interesting, or it will be something from like, my direct life. I'll be like, oh, you know, when I was a kid like i'll see them doing something i'll be like oh when i was a kid i did this and that too but i try to make an effort or maybe like your grandma or your grandpa did this when they were my parent you know so like things i have direct connection with but it's usually about me sometimes about my parents it's very rarely about, like, my grandparents, so I'm trying to make an effort to put out more of those stories, say, like, hey, you know what, I did this with your great, with your grandma, or, or your great-grandma, would be their great-grandma, it's like, here's a story about your great-grandma when I went to visit her. And, you know, on occasion, when I have them, which is, you know, not often, because, Family tradition is all a mostly oral tradition, and my parents gave me a few stories, but not that many. But when there's, when I have a chance, I like to give a story about an ancestor that I didn't know. So my dad might tell me about his grandpa, who was dead long before I was born, and then I can tell that to the kids, and I really like doing those. Again, they're kind of few and far between. There's some, there's a few, but there's not really many. But I like to make an effort to do that. And brag, I just, that's something I think of when I think of braggy. It's super important that we have a connection to our ancestors. Now, this is going to be repetitive. Now that I'm saying it, I feel like I've said this a lot. If It's important to have a connection to our ancestors, to know where we came from, to know the sacrifices our ancestors made, but also the things that they loved, the things that they cared about, um... And know that they were real people I love telling a good story and I feel like a braggy story would be a story about a person and the why they did the things they did and you know it would be an engaging story where you feel like you're there you know the person you um, feel their triumphs and their losses very much like when you read a book you know if it's a good book especially my book's not a good book, I'm sorry. <sighs> no, but seriously, if it's a good book, you're going to feel the triumphs and the losses that the main character has. Um, I really like Steinbeck, and one of the things I really like about Steinbeck, and I, I know everybody doesn't. I'm not a literary um, scholar, so I'm not going to say like I'm definitely right, but I do like Steinbeck, and one of the things that I like about him especially in East of Eden, that's one I liked, there's there's a lot of characters that you'll read about them and things will happen to them in the story and you actually care. I feel like that's a mark of a good story. If you care that the main character is sad or glad or wins or loses or whatever, if, if you feel those triumphs and those losses with them, it's a good story. And I feel like that's the kind of poetry and the kind of story that Braggy's about. Because again, poetry and story were very much the same thing in the past. You would write these um, epic tales in in a poetic fashion. That's just kind of how it's done. Anyway, so those things are... I've gotten a little sidetracked, but I think those stories about your ancestors and making them seem like real people are really important stories and things that I things that I think are important and things that I like. You will even get it in the sagas a little bit. Sometimes you'll be reading something, um, some of the more popular sagas like Njall Sagas or Njall Saga or Eagle Saga, uh, especially Njall Saga, where something will happen to the main character and, and it kind of like makes you mad a little bit. You're like, well, that you can't get away with that. You can't burn a house when somebody's in it that's not right you know you'll get upset with the character and you know that's uh another good sign that a story is told well and that's the kind of stories that I imagine Braggy would tell and inspire people to tell it's good to have a history um history is very important like I absolutely suggest learning history and taking history classes if that's an opportunity that you have in learning, watching history shows, learning about history. But ultimately history is interesting because of the story part. There's a story that's in there so if you can maybe supplement your history with stories of individuals who lived through this time, that's really powerful and that's a really good thing. And if you can do that with your ancestors or for your ancestors to your kids that's an even better thing because you just really feel like you know you feel like you know people through stories you don't feel like you know people through facts facts and figures um, but but when you have stories that show these people are people I think that's really important and that's something that like I want to do more in my own life with my kids and stuff it's just have more of these stories so that they know that there really is a line back that they can follow, that connects them to the ancestors and ultimately the gods. Um, but it's a line of real people. It's not just this philosophical ideal that you're connected to your ancestors and that's a thing I say and here's a philosophical understanding of it, but that you're, you're connected to real people. I, I think it's really important to show and demonstrate that they're connected to real people, and I think stories do that through making the people seem real through stories. So that's a huge. One about Braggy. That's probably the biggest thing about Braggy is just showing the way that we can connect to our ancestors through stories. Now, in a slightly more general way, I think that a huge thing about Braggy is just showing how powerful stories can be in general. Um, I don't read very fast. I just, I don't know why. I don't read very fast. I really like to read, but I feel like I'm a slow reader. Maybe that's not true. I don't actually time myself reading or anything, but I'm not reading like 100 books a year. And I know people who read 100 books a year, like easily read 100 books a year, often more. I wish that I had the time, the speed, and the dedication to do that. I respect people who read 100 books a year, and I would love to be that person. But I'm not. However, I do read, um, and I try to make an effort to read. I think that stories in general are really important. And that's one of the things that I think Braggy also teaches us, that telling stories, or writing poetry, um, but mostly telling stories is a way that you can really communicate with people that you couldn't otherwise communicate with them. So, like, again, if you're trying to explain why you think a thing is true, <clears throat> excuse me, just saying it out loud and writing it as a philosophical treaty is not, not the wrong way to do it. it. That has its place. But if you really want to... And maybe if you want to explain how a theory works, that's the best way to do it as a theory and writing it out. But if you want to explain why you believe... A theory is true and have the person understand where you're coming from, I guess if the goal isn't to convince them, it's just to make them understand why you believe it, then I think a story can be really powerful. And there's a lot of stories and a lot of books out there where like I, I got the underlying meaning, but I didn't agree with it. Like I could, I was like, okay, this is the philosophical principle that they are arguing with. I don't agree with that but I know why they do, and and that's always good. And it's, it's harder to do if it's just like a logical proof because, well, sometimes the logical proof just legitimately isn't very good. A lot of people believe things for emotional reasons, and you're never going to be able to explain that logically in a proof because it's not a proof, it's something different. It's being emotionally connected to something, and you can say, well, I believe it because I have an emotional reaction to this, But that doesn't make me understand where you're coming from. Not really. If, however, you write a book, I can't understand where you're coming from because there's a story and there's people and I see the journey that you took through the eyes of your character or through the eyes of the story or however you're leading me through that. I can see, like, the journey you took to get where you are. So I think stories can be really good teaching tools to tell us, like how we came to believe something. Not necessarily to convince us. I don't think a story's purpose is usually to, or I don't think a story's purpose should be to convince somebody as much as it should be to explain and make them feel the way you felt. To convey a feeling and an emotion far more than to convey an actual thought Stories are more about conveying emotions and feelings than they are thoughts, which is why people really like stories. But because of that, I think that reading a lot and being somebody who likes stories and reads stories can I think it can ultimately make you if not a better person, at the very least a more open-minded person. Because if you do not read stories and you approach everything analytically which i do that to a large extent i mean i try to approach things analytically you can get into a point where you maybe you've really thought about your beliefs and you believe your beliefs are the right beliefs for the right reason and that's good but maybe you don't understand you're not empathetic you don't understand where other people are coming from and even if you have all the right beliefs which None of us probably do. But even if you have all the right beliefs, it's still really important that you are able to understand where other people are coming from. Like, that's a skill that we need to have as people to be open minded. Because, for one thing, if you can understand where another person is thinking, is coming from, at the very least, that's a small step to saying, like, well, at least there is a world where this person could be right. I'm not saying that you should believe everything everybody says or have some weird view of truth where truth isn't real. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying if you can have a situation or, or if you can be the type of person who says at least there's a possibility that other people are right and, and I can always entertain the notion that other people are right, that's something that's really good and something that's really healthy to be open-minded enough to say that. Now, you can, you can go back to the analytical side and say like, okay, I understand where this person is coming from. I understand the journey they took to get there. Let's see if I agree with her and go through those steps. And maybe you do, maybe you don't. But to be able to be open-minded enough to, to not just shut down and say you're wrong is really important. Another reason I really like stories is it breaks this idea that the only reason to believe something is because of like the analytical facts or the physical facts that say it's true. So what I mean by that is it's really important to understand that you can make a decision based off your emotions. And you can argue that's a wrong decision because you should be more rational about it, but it's important to to understand that you can make a decision for that reason. And you know, maybe that's the first part of why you make a decision. You initially believe something because of a very emotional reason, because of a story or an experience that you had. And then that can be the catalyst of this new idea. And then you can look at it rationally and see if it really makes sense or not. But an idea can come from all sorts of different places and you can't say like, oh, well, you got the idea on an emotional play, so it doesn't count. Because it does, it still counts. Anyway, I think that reading stories, it's its not the same thing as having a life experience, I understand, but a story is attempting to make you sort of understand what a life experience is, and the more life experiences you have, the better, because you can understand where other people are coming from, you can understand that you're, the world that you have created... You you can understand that the world that you have created is not completely and utterly true, that there are other worlds out there, that there are other ways to think about things. And maybe you can even make your own world bigger. I think all of those things are super important things about stories and why they are so powerful, why we still read books today and watch movies and TV shows and play video games, because stories make a difference and stories make us understand the world in a better, in a different way, probably a better way. Stories let us live multiple lives and get multiple experiences, at least to some extent, which can make us better, more rounded people. So before I get rambling and start repeating myself, I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up there. I'm just going to finish with saying I really have a lot of respect for Bragi. I really think that poetry and stories both are super important for understanding the world in a more open-minded way. And I think it's super important to remember our ancestors and doing that through stories I do think is the most powerful way. There's a reason that our tradition was an oral tradition for so long. Sitting around a campfire or or whatever the setting is telling stories is just a primordially powerful thing. I want to do it more with my kids and everybody else. can too. Give it give it a try. Tell some good stories to your kids or friends or whatever. I, I think that stories are super important, and super cool. All right, so I'm gonna leave it there. Thank you everyone very much for listening. And remember if you had any questions, you can email me at www. At Hugenhoff Podcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website at www.hugenhoff.org. That's H-E-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. And while they are there, subscribe to the RSS because these podcasts come out the first of the month or thereabouts. I'm late today, that happens a lot. But on a monthly podcast, you'll never remember to just go out on the first of the month and download it, or I never have been able to. But if it just shows up in the RSS feed, your podcast podcast player of choice, pod kicker but that's not the best one out there um you'll remember to listen to it so yeah if you like this subscribe to the rss thank you everyone for listening and i'll talk to you next month for